Welcome to episode 57 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I am your host, Siobhan Key. Thanks so much for joining me today. I am a family physician, an obesity medicine physician, and a weight loss coach for physicians. I have exciting news for you guys. I've been working on something that I think is going to be great. It's not quite ready, but I wanted to give you a heads up so you can keep your eyes open for it. I'm working on a free mini course, which is my top three time-saving tips to end binge and stress eating. So if you're somebody who struggles with either binge eating or stress eating, this is going to be a mini course with a series of videos and supportive emails to help you get a start on getting a handle over your eating. And I've chosen, because I know you guys are all busy, I've chosen my tips that are the most easy to implement in your life, even when it's busy, without requiring a whole bunch of extra time taken out to focus on doing the work. It's coming together really nicely. I'm hoping maybe by next week's podcast when I record it, I can let you know that it's available. Uh, But definitely I'll put it on my Facebook page, etc. So if you don't already follow the Weight Solutions for Physicians Facebook page, make sure you go over and follow it or subscribe to the email list because I'll let my email uh, subscribers know as soon as it's ready as well. All right, it's going to be good. And like I said, completely free. It's three weeks worth of support in getting a handle on your binge and stress eating uh, for completely free. I'm excited to see and hear what you guys do with this material. So if you do download it when it's available, make sure you let me know what you think of it and how it impacts your binge or stress eating uh, in the future. All right, today I am going to teach you about goals and I'm not teaching you just about goals. I'm teaching about how to set goals, but actually make sure they work for you. And I think this is an important skill because lots of times we get told to make goals, but we don't actually get told the how to of it. And that's what we're doing today. So stick with me and we'll get right to it just after this brief break. So before I sat down to record this podcast, I was out uh, for a run, uh, which was good to get it done, but it was not my favorite run, I have to tell you. It was like about halfway through, I'm like, this is hard today. And I was running on the same uh, route that I normally run. I'd run just, you know, a couple days ago, the exact same route. It felt really good. Today felt totally different. And what it was is that we'd had some freeze thaws. So there was a layer of slick ice and then there was a layer of loose snow. So it was kind of like running on a treadmill that keeps slipping or running on a beach with ice underneath. So every time you step on the sand, your foot slips. Uh, And I think that's why it was so tiring. But I was thinking about it because I was planning this podcast episode and I was thinking this is really kind of a good analogy for how to think about goals. So partly it's a good analogy because right now I'm working on a goal of I'm running a half marathon in May and I want to have a personal best time. So, you know, the running, even when it's not fun, is an important piece of me getting to that goal. And I think, you know, every time you choose a goal, you have to look at 
uh, all the different steps that take place to reach that goal. So, you know, from a bigger standpoint, it's, am I running consistently for weeks? Uh, On a smaller scale, it's, did I go out and run even though it was cold out today? And on an even smaller scale was, did I keep running? Did I keep taking individual steps literally towards my goal when each step felt hard? And I think when we talk about setting goals, we look at the overall picture and we look at the big goal and we look from where we are to where we have to get. And we forget about all those little steps in between. Or sometimes maybe we tell ourselves those little steps don't matter. And yet in that path to get to that big goal at the end, all those little steps, they matter. Because the only way you're going to get to that goal is by taking every one of those individual little steps. So today, you could even argue that me keeping taking those steps, even though they felt hard today, not only was it just continuing on my path towards my goal, but maybe it actually moved me further ahead because those steps were hard today. So because it's running in this situation, because I was working different muscles and working harder for the same amount of distance, today's training run may have actually been more valuable than other training runs that felt easier and better and I would call them more enjoyable. And I think, you know, that's a really good metaphor for a lot of what we have to do when we're setting goals about weight. Because sometimes the small steps we do that feel really hard and feel like they're not making a difference in the moment. Like I swear there were times out there when I was running today where I'm like, am I even going anywhere? Or am I like running double the distance? And when you're making changes to lose weight, sometimes it feels like you're making so many of those changes and the scale isn't moving. Or, you know, you're not noticing changes in your clothes size or all those things. And it feels like maybe those little steps don't matter. Uh, But what I want to tell you is, yes, every little bit of effort, every little bit of shift that you make in behavior change, in working towards your goal matters, even if you don't quite reach your goal. And I think that's something else that we have a tendency is, um, and I'll talk about it again in a bit, but we're quite black and white that you're only successful if you reach the goal in the set time frame. And I see the people I work with when we set goals struggle with that. But I would argue that everything matters. So even if you set a goal, you never reach it. Those changes and the things you learn about yourself in making the changes that you do make, they matter. And over time, you can build on them and eventually get to the goals that you want to get to. So today I'm going to be giving you more of a structure to think about when you're setting goals and figuring out ways to actually do some of this work up front so that then when you're actually in the process of trying to achieve a goal and doing those individual little steps, you really know where you're going and you really know what to do when a particular step doesn't feel like it's actually working. So first I thought, you know, let's define what are some features of a good goal, because I think the term goal gets used around a lot. And, you know, in medical school and stuff, I'm sure you've encountered SMART goals. Um, And I think those are, that's a good start to setting a goal. And that can help you kind of define a goal that's, uh, you know, air quote, good goal. 
Uh, I think if you listen to last week's podcast, where we were talking about kind of envisioning what you want for yourself at the end of 2020, that can be a place to start setting some goals from too. Um, And what I would encourage you when you're setting a goal is number one, for a goal to really work for you, you need to actually care about it. So there's lots of times in our life where we might be tempted to set goals that don't actually matter to us. And if you're trying to work on a goal that doesn't truly matter to you, it's going to be harder to do. Not impossible. Uh, You know, people do achieve stuff that they didn't really care about, uh, but it makes it harder for sure. Uh, Second thing about what makes a good goal is that it's specific. So you want to not just say I'm going to lose weight because for your brain, that's very kind of airy fairy, not concrete enough. If you want a weight loss goal, you want to say I'm going to lose X amount of weight. And if you want it, even this is kind of smart goal stuff, uh, is if you want it to be really specific, it'll be I'm going to lose X amount of weight by this date. The other piece of that, and it's tied into being specific, is you have to know when you're done. So sometimes we want to set goals like I'm going to have more energy, and that's great. Or I'm going to be more healthy, totally great and good thing to focus on. But the problem is, is if you just phrase it that way, you don't actually know when you're done, when you've accomplished that goal. And so you don't get any of that reward feedback of accomplishing a goal. So if you want something like that, or when you're setting a goal, you really want to ask yourself, how will I know that I'm done? And you can actually write a goal like that. You could say, I am going to achieve better health. I will know that I'm there when blah, 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 and list the things that you would use to identify that you have a better health, or I'm going to achieve better energy. I will know I'm there when I don't feel like I want to nap in the afternoon. I can play with my kids or whatever other things um, work for you for what better energy would be when you've arrived. The fourth part about choosing a good goal is that it actually makes you feel good. And I think especially when we're talking about weight, it's really easy to set goals that make you feel bad, right? Like we can phrase a goal and have thoughts around the goal that just carry some of the blame and shame and all that stuff about weight forward. Or we can set a goal and phrase it in a way where we actually feel really good about it. Um, And I think that's important. I think if you're setting goals that kind of carry and have some of those negative emotions like blame and shame, then it's going to flavor everything along that path of achieving that goal. Um, And I think what I mean by this is things like, you know, if you set a goal for weight loss, but you're setting it because that's the only way you feel that you will be uh, acceptable or a value or uh, lovable, all those things that we often get tripped up in in our society with weight, going through achieving a goal, feeling like it's because you're lacking something right now, again, makes it hard and I think makes your overall life experience uh, hard or less enjoyable. It's far better to set a goal because of positive things you want for yourself because you love yourself right now and you know that you're great right now. And we've talked a lot about this in other podcasts, but I really think just like everything, if if we're doing it, let's do it from a place of self-love and compassion. Let's do it because this is actually nice and feels good for ourselves when we're setting goals. Okay, where do goals go wrong? 
I think the first thing is setting goals that don't actually matter to you. So we talked about that earlier on, but if you set a goal that is because somebody else thinks you should do something or because society thinks you should do something, but it doesn't actually matter to you, that's going to be a really hard goal to be successful with. I I think the other thing, and this has definitely affected me through my life, is not having a system to review or analyze your progress towards a goal. So you can write a goal, and if you set it down and don't look at it again, honestly, you can go back a couple months later and have no memory of actually written that goal. I've done that. So I'm telling you that from a, a place of personal truth is you can look back and be like, I wrote this. Uh, And so if you just do just the goal setting piece, your brain is really good at erasing stuff or um, covering tracks and hiding it from you and so that you kind of forget about it. So you, you want to have a system in place about how you're going to review the goal and remember it and keep working on it. Uh, The third thing where goals go wrong is being too black and white. So really just thinking, okay, the only way to be there or the the goal is the only thing that matters and achieving it is the only thing that matters. And then if it doesn't quite get achieved, assuming that everything else is a failure. And what I want to argue is that the goal matters, yes, but it's like a target. What truly matters and what truly is going to give you life change is not achieving that target. It's all the work that you do between now and there. And however close you get to that target, None of that work is lost. None of that work is a waste of time. It's all just a learning process. And if you have a goal and you set it and you don't quite make it, totally fine. You just adjust the time frame, or you look at it and you go, is this still what I want for myself? You look at the other things like, does it still matter to me? Or maybe things have shifted and changed. But I think it's really important to not beat yourself up solely for not reaching a goal. I think you have to look at everything that you did along the way, even just the small little things, like even just those individual little steps I took running on that icy, snowy, (laughs) slogging run today. Each of those mattered, even if the overall run, like today, it was a pretty slow run. My pace would look horrible on Strava. But so that part, I didn't meet goals if I had any, but the real value and uh, the learning for my muscles and for me was the actual individual steps. Um, so the other th- way that goals go wrong is that they're too overwhelming. So if you set a big goal, and I'm not saying you shouldn't set big goals, we'll talk about that. Sometimes setting a big goal is scary and it triggers a lot of kind of overwhelming, I can't do it, I don't know how to do it type thoughts. And it's really, when you set a big goal, it can be really hard to picture what your path is going to be between here and that goal. And so, you know, if you have that reaction, it's not that you can't set big goals. It's just then you have to recognize this overwhelm is normal because I just set a big goal. So now I need to break it down into pieces that I don't feel overwhelming about. And if you've ever done brief action planning, you want to individually have individual pieces that you feel about 70% confident that you can get done. Um, So your smaller goals should be about 70%. Your big goals, I don't think should be 70%. I think it's okay to have big goals that feel 
you don't feel a lot of confidence that you can get there. It's just you have to start picking some smaller pieces of it that you do have that 70% confidence or better. Okay, so now that we know what a good goal would be, let's talk about my steps to actually setting goals. So I've got six steps. Step number one is decide what you want for yourself, even if it is scary. So this is selecting the actual goal. And like I said earlier, just because a goal is scary and just because you don't have evidence that you can reach it or you haven't reached it before does not mean it's not worth setting. If something is something that you really want for yourself, set it and then use these other steps to build a system for how you're going to get there. So think about what you truly want for yourself. That's step number one. Step number two is to clarify your reasons why you want this. And I think this is really important. And I really can't underemphasize this enough. When you're setting a big goal and it's going to require you making behavior change and it's going to require you to have some discomfort, you need to really have strong reasons why you're doing that. We talked about that in the motivation episode, one of the earlier episodes is sometimes there will be times where you're not motivated. In fact, maybe most of the time you're not going to feel motivated. And that's totally fine and that's to be expected. And so what's going to carry you through in those moments is your why. So when you don't feel motivated, you need to have a strong reason why that will keep you making the behavioral changes that you're working on, keep you taking those steps. So for my run, my why was I just have to get these runs in or else a half marathon's really going to (laughs) hurt. That's what my why today was. Um, I really believe in trying to build a really big list of why and really trying to find the one that hits you like in your chest is how I always think about it. So the why that when you hit on it, you're like, yes, that's why I want that for myself. And working on, um, building that, remembering it, but also uh, reevaluating it. Because as you go through any goal setting process, your whys may change. And I think this is very true in the setting of weight. Like sometimes your original why for why you want to lose weight is so your clothes don't fit so tightly. But then as you lose weight and clothes fit better, that why becomes kind of obsolete. So you need to have multiple layers of the why for a particular goal, especially if it's big. And you may need to come back to it and reassess it and create new whys and things like that. I really think this step is an important one. Step number three is sit down now that you know your goal and why you want to do it, map out the steps that you are going to need to take to reach this goal. Now, sometimes if you have a big goal, your brain may be like, but I don't know how I'm going to reach that. And that's okay. You don't have to know all the hows. And these steps may change as you go through the process and you kind of learn about yourself and about the goal and how your progress is happening. But you want to think through what are the likely steps. So they don't have to be right. They don't have to be the steps that you follow for the whole reaching the goal. But you have to think, what are the probable steps? So one thing, like if you're wanting to lose weight, you can break it down into the steps of particular weight, right? Like five pounds, 10 pounds, whatever feels manageable and kind of gives you that 70% confidence that you can achieve it. The other things though, is you want to think through really like nitty gritty, like what actions would I need to take to take to do this goal? So for my running, I have to run 
minimum four times a week, more often five times a week. And that means some of the actions I have to take is that I get up really early when it's dark out and I go for a run even in the winter. The other things would be, uh, do you need some education to achieve this particular goal? So are there gaps in your knowledge that you need to fill to better make you able to reach that particular goal? Uh, is Are there skills that you need? So is there a skill gap where you know that you'll need to know how to do something, but you don't quite know it. And so you need to make plans on how you're going to get that skill. The fourth step for setting a goal that'll work for you is now think about all the different ways or things that will trip you up on your process in this goal. And I want you to spend time on this one. I want you to brainstorm big. I want you to think of every possible possible obstacle that you might meet in your pro- path to this goal. Like maybe you need to include the possibility of a zombie apocalypse on the way to your goal. <laughs> and I say that as a joke, but you just want to really think through up front every possible uh, difficulty you might encounter in implementing these actions and reaching your goal. Because if you think of them up front, then it gives you the opportunity to plan for them. And if you've thought of an obstacle, you've planned for it, when it shows up, it's no big deal. All you have to do is put your plan in place. It becomes expected, not a surprise. And I think that's really true when we're working on behavioral change for lifestyle and things. Like if you're working on uh, eating home-cooked food regularly and then you have a busy office day and you didn't have a chance to cook, often the default is then we eat out or order in or all that sort of stuff, right? It can be easy to go back to your old habits versus if you've planned up front that some weeks I have busy office days and I don't get a chance to cook and this is what we will eat in those situations, then all you have to do is institute that plan. So that kind of feeds into step number five. Uh, which is take your list of possible barriers or obstacles and come up with possible solutions for all of them. And for some of them, if you know a particular thing always gets in your way, maybe you need to work on coming up with multiple different solutions. You need to brainstorm all different options of what you could do instead or you could do when that obstacle comes up. And I really encourage you to think outside of the box here. So, you know, you've probably used some, you've tried some solutions for um, some obstacles in your life. Like if you've been working on losing weight for a while, I'm sure you've encountered what things are your barriers or what things kind of trip you up. And you've probably tried to institute some um, possible solutions. So you may want to include those on this list, but you may also want to really think outside of the box and see if you could come up with ideas that you've never tried before. Because maybe the thing that's going to work best for you is something you haven't thought of yet. And so having this space and giving yourself time to think through and generate some of these possible solutions, I think can be really powerful. Because, you know, when a a barrier crops up in your life, it's one thing to have one possible solution, like, okay, this is what I do. But if you're like, okay, so this barrier's come up, but I've got six possible solutions that I could try for this, you're going to feel that much more confident that 
no matter what, you'll figure something out that's going to work to help get you through that. Uh, the sixth step is create a system for reviewing your goal and your progress. So like I mentioned before, I think one place where goals really fall down is we set them, but then we don't review them. And so you need to figure out a way to review the goal and keep it in the forefront of your mind. Because if it goes towards the back part of your brain, (laughs) not neurobiology, by the way, uh, if it goes kind of out of sight, out of mind, then, you know, old behaviors will creep back in. It'll seem like not that big of a deal if you don't follow through with the actions that you've planned. And so you really need to keep your goal in mind and the why of why you're trying to achieve that goal in mind. So there's lots of different ways that you can do this. You know, you can use technology, use reminders on your phone. There's lots of different apps like habit apps um, that you can use to check off the actions. You can use things like visualization. So imagining yourself at the goal, picturing what it would be like, picturing what it would feel like picturing everything that you want from it, picturing how you got there. All of those can be really strong tools. Uh, Journaling, so writing down your goal on a daily basis can be really powerful. Um, And writing it in a positive way, like that you've already achieved it, uh, can also be really powerful. Uh, Getting um, accountability, so an accountability group or a friend Uh, where you have to touch base and check in on a regular basis, that can be really helpful as well. Uh, I used to use sticky notes in like on the uh, fridge and bathroom mirror and things like that. So again, it's just in your line of vision, like it, it gets programmed into your brain basically when it's around a lot. So whatever's going to work for you, just take time to think of what that system is because you don't want to do all this work on setting up the goal, figuring out all the actions you're going to need to take, figuring out what obstacles you're going to um, encounter and what their solutions are, and then just forget about it, right? Like you've done all this work, now you want to figure out how to remind yourself. And part of that system too, I would say, is figuring out a system for when you do encounter an obstacle or barrier to your goal, how to remember what your possible solutions are. So maybe you need to write those down and have them in your phone so they're easily accessible no matter where anything happens. So you can access it anytime, day or night. Uh, But spend time thinking for you in your personal life what's going to work for you. All right, so to summarize, the steps for creating a goal that will work for you is number one, decide what you want for yourself, even if it's scary. Number two, clarify your reasons why you want this and make them strong. Number three, map out the steps that you will need to take to reach this goal. Number four, think about what's going to get in your way on the way to this goal and write it down. Number five, come up with possible solutions for each and every obstacle that you can think of. And number six, create a system for reviewing your goal and your progress towards your goal. And then I'm going to put in a little extra step there is be compassionate with yourself as you go through this process. Like I always say, there's nothing gained by beating yourself up. So this goal setting is a process. It's a learning path. It's a journey. It is not black and white. It is not success or fail. And the best way to move yourself along this journey is being nice 
to yourself. Recognizing the successes you have more than recognizing the things that didn't go well. Okay. All right, guys. Now, if you do this work and you set yourself a big goal that you're worried about achieving and you're not sure exactly how to go about, uh, maybe private coaching would be a really good tool to help get you there. So if you feel that you need that extra layer of help, that private coaching with me can help get you to the goals that you're setting for yourself, then make sure you check out my website, weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca and click on the work with me tab and book a free introductory session with me so we can get on the phone and talk about how I can best help you. Have a fantastic week, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Share it with your friends. And thank you to everybody who's left a review so far. If you have time, I really appreciate the reviews. If you could leave one, I would love it. All right. Have a fantastic week, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye.